Welcome, everybody. This is Scott Patton, the Dean of Blogonomics and Podology. You're listening to Internet Marketing Unleashed. I'm very, very excited today because we I have a very special guest for you, an incredible instructor. He's a teacher. He's a trainer. He's a coach. He runs a marketing company called SME Heroes. They produce websites, video content, commercial photography, and they specialize in training and coaching on all things to do with online marketing. He's had extensive experience making money with online businesses in various forms over the last 12 years, but his real passion is learning and teaching. He also has over 12 years experience in the antiques trade, which he's now involved in on a part-time basis, and over five years experience as a commercial photographer. This means he has a deep breadth of experience which comes through in his courses, which are always designed to be easy to understand. He's also there to answer any questions you might have when you take his courses. And his goal is to, of course, reply within 24 hours to all queries. So I want to uh, give a warm welcome to Mark Timberlake. Hey, Mark, how are you doing today? I'm good, and thank you for the, for the welcome, Scott, and the introduction. So we're going to be talking about how we can promote our podcasts. And one of the things that's really important is using social media. And that's an area of expertise for you, Mark. So where would you start uh, when, you, when you're talking about using social media? Well, the first thing is most people are going to, with a new podcast, for instance, I would assume most people are going to have, um, they're going to start from a, a position of zero audience. Absolutely. So that's one of the biggest challenges we've got as a podcast. You've got a great pod podcast or any product like that, digital product, or you've got a great product, you've got a great, so a great idea, but no one knows you exist. So the basic principle is with any sort of business that you have to build up online, at the beginning, you have to go and grab them, pick them up, and drag them back. Hmm. And say, here's my product, here's my podcast, here's my services. Um, and because of that, there's certain ways we go and do that. Now, when we go to social media marketing, that's in essence, that's what we're doing. We're going, we're finding people and bringing them back to our products, our services, our courses. And then something interesting begins to happen because at the beginning, that's just a trickle of people. But when Google see you doing that on a regular basis, and we're going to, well, obviously we're going to talk about Google Plus specifically in a bit, but when Google see you do it on a regular basis, the more people you get, the higher up in search you go. The higher up in search you go, the more people you get, and that's the way it works. So we call this the law of critical mass, and it's about, at the beginning with any new online venture, it's about kick-starting uh, the Google machine. So you've almost got to kick-start yourself. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yeah. So, and and you're right. Like everybody sort of starts at the same place where it's zero, or a very small number of people that that know you, compared to the billions of people in the world. And we all go through this. How is anybody ever going to find me? And you're right. Like when I read a lot of stories of people that have been very successful, and and my own experience is, the more you put out, the more comes. Yeah, absolutely, and that's part of the, the content, and obviously, like, podcasting as a methodology is a content system, so the natural delivery method for content, when no one knows you exist, is to obviously have that on your own platform, to host that yourself, to own that, but it's then to share that out on new social media and the traffic that's already there to capture some of that traffic and bring it back. 
and it's it's a bit like um, you know you know you live on a street you're in your house or you're in your shop you know and you have to go and put your sign out you have to put you have to go into the busy street and bring people that are interested into your shop and that's the way to to sort of look at it right so you mentioned Google Plus what is Google Plus Google Plus is very very interesting number one Google owns it so let's just think about Google for a minute. In the in I don't know what the figures are in the US at the moment, but in Europe, ninety percent of all searches performed on the internet go through Google. Wow. Now, I know it's much less in the US, it's about sixty five, seventy. I haven't seen any recent figures. It's in fact it's so powerful that recently the e European Union got upset about it and they they're trying to tell Google what to do and they're they had this little thing where they said Google has to be split up and they voted on it. They can't do that. But that's how powerful it is now in Europe, for instance. So when you think about that, 90% of all traffic online goes through Google. So where does Google Plus come in? Well, Google Plus is, in one sense, it's a social platform, but what it really is, it's a login system for all the Google properties. So it's the one one social um, layer that connects YouTube, which Google owns, connects Android, which Google owns, it connects Gmail, Drive, any Google property. Google Plus is the thing that brings them together. The other thing about Google Plus then is Google Plus is a social platform as well in its own right. So it's those two things that make Google Plus. But what's really special about Google+, and this is the key thing to grasp, is your social activity on Google+, is indexed in search. So anything you do on Facebook or Twitter, 99.9% .9 of the time, that's not indexed. So say you're going to market your podcast there, you can put it out, within 24 hours it's disappeared. Everyone's forgot about it. No, unless you're getting retweets or unless you get it shared and it's talked about in a group. But in the best case scenario, you're talking two or three days that that content's out there. With Google+, because it's indexed, it's treated, Google+, content is treated like web page content. That means when you put something on there, it's indexed, it's searchable, and all the marketing you do now has a long life because if you can create enough interest around your Google Plus content, Google will take that and return it in search. So it becomes a mini web page. Okay. Now, are you, is, does every post become a mini web page? I'm not quite sure how Google do it, but I, I don't think every page does. What I've seen happen a lot of the time is a Google Plus page or a Google Plus profile can accrue if that makes sense, the posts. Okay. But if you get a strong enough presence on Google+, I've seen posts go become like blogs. I think Google filter it out because obviously a lot of Google+, Plus posts are just very sort of throwaway. But if there starts being a lot of activity, from what I've seen the and what I can observe, that then becomes indexable. So if you can create popular Google+, Plus content, now there's a very strong chance that's going to get indexed. The other thing to understand about uh, Google indexing when it comes to Google Plus and it shares this in common with their other platform YouTube videos is that a Google Plus post is indexed instantly the same as a YouTube video 
Now, we both obviously have internet background, Scott, and we understand how long it takes to get a website indexed so that it can actually perform. If you're good, maybe three, six months, you know, from scratch. Most websites, 12 to 18 months before they start getting any presence in search. A Google Plus post has the potential of being on page one within almost a day if it's really, really powerful. Actually, that happened to me. I did a... Uh, YouTube video and my YouTube video when you upload a video there's a little checkbox and it says do you want this on your Google Plus so I checked it so I posted the video the video went up on YouTube and then YouTube sends a little message to my Google Plus page and says here's this video and when I did a search on the main keyword of the video my Google Plus post came up not the video, which is kind of interesting. So, and that's interesting, isn't it? Because you see, sometimes it'll be the video. Other times it can be the Google Plus post. But because they're linked, I'm not quite sure how Google prioritizes it. What I, just a little tip for you and for the viewers is that when there's a lot of AdWords competition, Google tend to kill that content. So they don't, oh. want, they don't like lots of videos. They don't like lots of even their own Google Plus because they really want you clicking on the ads so sometimes people will try and put a video I can't get this indexed but they're trying to compete on something like social media marketing or you know social media marketing services or photography services or on a high highly competitive keyword which of course is going to have uh, be very expensive ads right yes which Google are going to earn from so I've noticed a really interesting little thing there um, and then the other thing is Google Plus personalized search. Now, if you open up a Chrome browser and you're not using a Google Business Apps account, for some reason, if you've got a Google Business Apps account, you don't see this. But in the top right of the screen, there's two little icons. There's one for a local search, one for a global search. Oh. And, and if you click on the local search, this is where it gets really, really, really interesting for marketing purposes. If you click, click on local search, what that does is that takes the data from all your connections on Google+, all your circles, and it, and, it, and it changes the search results based on your interests, your preferences, and your connections. Wow. So, so let's just say you're doing a podcast and you've got a number of people that follow you, and then there's a second layer of people that follow them, and one of them search for your area of interest and your subject, your content has a high likelihood of being shown. And it's not the same as the global search. So when we start using Google+, we get advantages through our connections, we get advantages through instant indexing, and we can really start impacting search very rapidly. Okay, so most people, like a billion people are on Facebook, they understand the idea of friends and groups and everything else. You just said connections on Google+, so can you maybe clear, uh, explain that? Because one of the things that I find hard to understand is there are no friends, there are circles, so I don't understand what that means. What a circle is, essentially, is... Let's just have a look at a problem Facebook's got. It's almost easier to explain it by looking at how badly Facebook does something. With Facebook, if you want to put something into your stream that's for your family, and you only want your family to see it, you're in trouble, unless you go and create some secret group for them to join. So everything you put on Facebook is in one stream. 
Now, if you're talking to diverse groups of people about diverse subjects or you've got different relationships with people, that restricts what you can put into those streams. And when it comes to marketing now or putting something into the stream to market, it's very difficult because you can't niche anything. You can't push anything anywhere. It's all broadcast. Google Plus circles, it's like social circles. They reflect social circles. So you might have a, a, a group of people that you work with. And that's a different group of people that you, your family circle, you wouldn't have the same people in those fat circles and they wouldn't tend to mix. You might go and play golf at the weekend and that's a completely different circle. And what Google does, it allows you to assign people into circles. So then you control who, what content appears to whom. Does that uh, make sense? Yeah, no, the, you've explained it better than anybody else has ever explained it to me. That's that's really quite brilliant because you're right. We all have different interests. I like to hike and I like to do yoga. Well, you know, and I like to uh, read comic books. So the comic book reading people, friends of mine, and the yoga friends of mine are like totally different. And if I'm putting out a post on Facebook about Superman and then I put out a post about, you know, a hot yoga position, I've got half my friends confused half the time. Yeah, and that's what it allows you to do. It allows you to filter conversations and direct the conversations to where you feel are appropriate. So it's it's 10, 12 years ahead, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, in terms of engagement. And now one of the things to understand is that when Google Plus was first created, it was created as a collaborative platform. And that's why all the functions on there tend towards collaboration. It's like we're having a hangout on here. This is collaborative. You know, and circles, that's collaborative because you can assign, you, if you imagine if you do a project, you can just circle over here, circle over here, circle over and that's the way Google think. Wow, that's really amazing. That's pretty powerful. Mm. Mm. So when you start thinking in terms of, you know, pushing information, sharing information, engaging with people, then Google Plus becomes very, very powerful. So how... How do you increase these circles? Okay, now, there's two things. There's two approaches to this. There's the follow as many generalized people as you can and build up your following quick, but then you get a lot of unengaged users. So the way to do it is actually seek out and connect with people that have common areas of interest. Now, the way you might do that is by finding communities on Google Plus. There's lots of strong communities. Starting a community, if you've got the time and the, you know, the passion to push that subject around your particular thing. There's lots of different ways you can do that, but one of the, the best things that I've ever found is a tool called Circloscope. Now, Circloscope allows you, really interesting, allows you to do a number of clever things. You can go to an event. So let's just say you've there's a podcast on an area that you're really interested in. With Circloscope, you can go to the you can go to the event page, you can take the event name, and then you can put that into Circloscope and you can say, I want to add all the people that attended this event to this circle. Oh wow. So now you've got maybe 100, 127 people attended an event, or maybe 20 or 30, it doesn't matter how many, but all of those people you know are interested in your subject. 
And it's the same for a community. You don't even have to join a community. You can go to the community, take that community URL, put it into Circlescope, and then Circlescope will take all those and you can add them to a circle. And when you start following people, they start following you back. Does that make sense? Right. So, so one of the key tools I use is a, is a tool called Circlescope, and that's if you want to build up a following quickly, you want to find niche audiences, and there's already niche at that, that activity on Google+, either in communities, events, or hangouts, that's the tool you want. Very cool. That's a great piece of advice because I know when everyone's starting out, well, first of all, everyone's on Facebook, and the differences are such that it's not uh, necessarily intuitive when you move over to Google+. And a lot of times people think Google+, is a bit of a wasteland because they don't understand how to use it properly. But the truth of the matter is, is in terms of promotion and marketing, there's really good reasons to be involved in Google+. And there's a lot more activity on there than, than you realize. That's one of the things I've noticed. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. It's when you start finding the niche communities, and uh, you start getting involved in those, you'll see there's actually a lot more engagement on Google Plus than there is on other platforms. Um, it, it's, it's, it's incredibly powerful, and the people, it's almost like there's lots of secret rooms. Mm, yes. And people are wandering around the corridors wondering where everyone is, and they're like, well, there's no one here, but there's all these secret rooms that everyone's in. And what you'll find as well is that with Google+, because of the way it's created, because of the way it circles and it separates things, what that tends to mean is when you've got a niche area of interest, there's a ready, often a ready-made community for you to jump in and start engaging people on. So it can be a fast route to creating awareness about your expertise if you're uh, producing a, po a podcast about a particular area or subject that that's already covered. Right. So what you're saying is, is that I, anyone that starts up a podcast, obviously you've got a, a niche or a topic area that you're passionate about that you want to talk to people about, and rather than having to build a community from scratch, you can actually find communities on Google Plus that could have thousands and thousands of people that are already interested in in your topic and want to hear what it is you have to say. Yeah, but sometimes the argument is also there for creating your own communities because like with any community, social media marketing, if you want to be the expert, there's just a, a few viewers, if, if you're going to be the expert, it's better to own the community. Hmm. But when you're starting out and you want to make connections, a community can be a good place to make connections but not sell into because once it's no. someone else's community, they get very funny if you try and sell in there. But right. if it's a place for connections... At the end of the day, you can find a community with Circlescope, and I think it costs about $35 for the year or something. It's ridiculously cheap. With that, you can just take the community and follow all those people, and you can make your own relationship outside those communities as well. So there's lots of scope for finding interested parties. And with marketing, that's the biggest battle half the time. It's You've got a great product. You're just trying to find the people that are going to be interested. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one of the ways we can do it through Google+. Wonderful. Well, that's interesting. It certainly changed how I've looked at Google+, and, and Google, for sure. So what about some of the other social platforms? Okay, the, these are what we tend to call, um, in all of our training, we tend to call it short-tail platforms. Same principle. LinkedIn, you can find groups on these areas and subjects. Facebook, you can find groups on subjects. 
oftentimes just going in there, talking to people, helping them, having a conversation, that's going to create awareness around you. Now, the key thing to understand is with anything like this, you're building up your expertise. And in the sense of you're building up the authority around your expertise, you've got the expertise already, but other people don't know that. So by targeting other platforms, when we use those as well, when we ever use social media platforms, that's often the best strategy is to find people that are engaged in your subject already, go in, help for free, ask, answer questions, communicate your expertise. After a little while, you get recognized in the community. Trust comes in, and now you can start, people will start recognizing your authority, and they'll follow you off the platform to your content. Perfect. Yeah, so I would use it, the other ones exactly the same. Twitter's a little bit different because it's a very broadcasty platform. Um, it's not one of my favorites, to be honest. But <laughs> it's it's done a good job of promoting itself because everybody talks about their tweets. Yes. Oh, I just wanted to mention something that people are not aware of as well, Scott. The largest social network in the world is Facebook, with the most active users. Number two in the world is Google Plus. Wow. And number three is YouTube. Oh, YouTube, that's interesting because I would yeah. never have thought of YouTube as a social media. No, it's, it's, it's actually a social platform. You can share, talk, discuss, comment. It's obviously very linear in what it does. But when you post on YouTube, you're actually posting into the Google Plus stream at the same time. So when you add up all the traffic on YouTube and Google+, then you realize there's nearly as much as there is on Facebook. Wow. So if you were just starting out, Mark, would you, mm -hmm. and I think I know the answer here, and I don't want to be leading or anything else, but if you're just starting out, you said, you know what, I'm just putting up my web page, I'm just creating my online product streams and services, whatever they may be, and... I know hardly anybody. Would you be focusing more on Google or would you be focusing more on Facebook? Because Facebook is the one that ha seems to be in everyone's mind, right? Like you're not on Facebook or, you know, it's like Facebook. I mean, that's all you hear about is Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. That's all I hear about, I guess I should say. And um, but if you're starting out and you, you don't know anything about Facebook, you don't know anything about Twitter, you don't know anything about uh, Google Plus and YouTube, where would you start putting your energies? I'm always going to be sharing content into Google+, because it's indexing. And when I get some indexed quickly there, and it's linked back to my website, I'm sending a very rapid link to my website. Does that make sense? So I'm always going there. Whether I've got an audience or not, whether I'm, I'm, you know, I'm putting a post out to one follower, I'm going there because I've got a chance of indexing going on. Obviously, that's an extreme example. And then right. the, the rest of the question is, where are the conversations? Once you figure out where the conversations are around your niche area of expertise, you go there. So it doesn't have to be Facebook. It could be a, a private community. It could be, you know, uh, or bulletin board. There's still a few of those kicking around. The point is, wherever the conversation is happening, that's where you need to be. So a lot of the time, it's about finding those places and going engaging and then finding ways you know gentle little ways with free content and things like that you see if you put um, if you go into a community and say 
here's, here's my content, please buy something, people are like, you're just trying to sell to me. But if you go in there helping useful, then you've got, oh, I've just produced a useful article on so-and-so, or here's my latest podcast, check this out, go and check it out. It's free. You're going to take people out of that community to your platform, to your product. So basically, essentially, always Google+, because you want the SEO, and then wherever the conversation is. Right. That's perfect because the way I teach podcasting is podcasting is not a sales tool. It's a relationship building tool because they're listening to your voice or if it's a video podcast, they're listening to your voice and they're seeing you, you know, be excited and, and they have a feeling of who you are. And then it's the trick then is to move them from the relationship building part of the process into the sales funnel. And so when I go to a... I'm just thinking for me, when I go into a new community uh, and I have a podcast that's relevant to that community, then I can, I'm can. i going to be looking for someone asking a question, then I'm going to do a podcast episode that answers that question, and then I'm going to go back and I'm going to say, well, it's interesting that you talked about this because here's what I think, this and this, but I went into it in more detail in my podcast, and you can, you know, if you click on my profile, there's a link to my podcast in my profile. So it becomes a very gentle way of saying, if you want more information, then, you know, that's where it is. <laughs> but it's up to you to go because I'm not here to promote. I'm here to participate. Absolutely. At the end of the day, you're helping someone. And when the, the beauty of any digital content that's uh, got depth to it, whether it's a podcast, YouTube video, even to some extent, longer-form blogs, I'm not sure short-form blogs fulfill that purpose anymore, but when someone's looking for depth of content, what what I find is when it comes, and we're really talking about content creation now, aren't we? We're talking about yes. what, what sort of content to create. When I pay, create a piece of content, I'm often looking for subjects that people are really wanting to know, asking about, and communities is often the place where they ask those questions. So like you say, I'll see the questions, I'll create some content. But the beauty of what you've just said is, any time in future you come across the same question, you've already got the content. Right. So you can give them a quick answer and you can say, yes, this is da-da-da-da. If you want some more in-depth stuff, check out this podcast where so-and-so talks about this in great depth. And people are like, oh, great, thanks. And then you'll see the traffic. You can track it. I do this all the time and I can see the traffic going, see the spikes when I've sent, you know, in a community, and I've said, here's the answer, here's a brief da-da-da-da, if you want the in-depth, go, boom. Okay, so you just said track it, and I'm assuming that, you know, how do you track it? Well, with the problem you've got with Facebook and Twitter is because they're not indexed, you can't really see how much engagement you're getting there. But what we use in um, social media marketing is the concept of causation and correlation. Now, causation is I put a coupon on a Facebook group for um, uh, a £20 haircut and five people walked into my shop with that coupon, my barber shop, and they wanted the £20 haircut. Does that make sense? Yes. So I knew that was the only place I put it. So that's that's direct causation. That's what most people think when they're analyzing how the, well they're doing online. But what we're actually looking for is correlation. So, for instance, I can see um, 
like obviously, as you know, I sell on Udemy. I can see when I've put free coupons on Udemy that on in the Udemy Studio, for instance, I can see then the correlation on traffic on my courses. I can see when I share a, 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 a particular video into a community that's around a subject. I will see a direct correlation on that day to that. So I'm looking for those correlations. I'm not just I love causation, but with social media marketing, you can't get it. So often, what happens is you increase your figures over here, you do some activity over here, and there's a, a corresponding activity over here, and it's fascinating. But to be able to see those, you have to make sure that you can analyze those activities. You have to have some mechanism in place to track that. Um, and usually analytics is the best place to do that. But because the stuff on Facebook and Twitter is behind a brick wall, you almost have to look for the results somewhere else where you can track. Does that make sense? Yes. I did this on Facebook around this time. I did this much activity. Here's my spike in traffic. And obviously, you will get referral from the data from Google, but it'll be like, this came from this big blob Facebook. With me. It won't tell you it came from this community or that community. Right. So I don't know if that helps, Scott. Yeah, it, and if I'm posting on Google+, Plus, uh, Google Analytics will probably track a lot of that, right? Google Analytics is built into Google+. Plus, yeah. So it's, it's connected. Obviously, it's a Google property. So yes, Google Analytics and Google+, Plus, you, will, you can actually go into any Google Plus page and look at your analytics, any business page you set up, and you can see your analytics and the increase and the decrease. It gives it in a, a very broad sense. It doesn't go as granular as full analytics, but you can see what's working, what's popular, that sort of thing. Perfect. Another reason why you'd want to focus on Google Plus, right? You mm. get better analytics, be able to see what's happening with your traffic and where it's coming from. Yeah, absolutely. And then you've got YouTube as well, which is, you know, um, maybe not completely relevant to podcasting a lot of the time, but it can be. Um, and that, again, is something you can get data from. So it's really about keeping your eye on activity and then watching out for correlation rather than expecting causation. That's where people fall down. Cool. Great. Well, <clears throat> Mark, I want to thank you very much for spending this time with us. It's been really valuable information. I really appreciate it, and I really appreciate you. Is there anything else that you'd want to say about uh, Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus before we – I want I want you to talk a little bit about some of the courses that you teach, but before we get to that, is there anything else that, uh, that I may have missed? Just, just to emphasize the point, get involved in the conversations. That's the secret to social media marketing, is getting involved in the conversations. And that means investing a little bit of time each day, being out there, talking to people, networking in the old-fashioned sense, but online. And I think that's the way to look at it. You've got to get out there and build one relationship at a time. Perfect. Great. Cool. So <clears throat> you have a number of very successful courses on Udemy, and I'm exploring Udemy now and really excited uh, with the potential that uh, that I have to get my messages out. Well, tell us a little bit about uh, your course. Um, well, we're quite unique in that most people, when they do a course, take about six months. But because of our background, we released uh, seven courses in eight weeks. Whoa, good for you. So, so um, we've got a number of different courses. We've got a social media marketing course. 
um, a course on Google Plus Local SEO, even a photography course, I'm a commercial photographer, there's an antiques course, and there's even a course on how to create a Udemy uh, training video. So we show people the practical aspects of lighting and everything because of SME Heroes. So what we have is a lot of courses that come out of SME Heroes and the and the skill set we have within SME Heroes, we've then translated those into courses. So anyone who wants to find any of those courses, Mark Timberlake, you know, or if you've got any links that you want to share, Scott, later on, that would be great as well. Sure. In the resources below, I'll have, uh, I'll have links to Mark's courses for you. Cool. Well, that's really, that's, it's been a great, I don't know, almost an hour chatting with you, Mark. I really appreciate you sharing your information so freely with uh, with me and with all of uh, all of our listeners, and uh, tell everybody a little bit about what you do with SME Heroes. Uh, SME Heroes, we're an online marketing company. So our basic mission is, you know, our marketing mission statement is we help your customers buy from you. So our mission is to enable people to to sell, to market themselves, to be successful online. So anything to do with that we tend to help people. So that's what SME Heroes is. And you don't just deal with people in your local area, it's worldwide? We deal worldwide. Um, we tend to, if it's photography or video production, that tends to be local. But anything else from website through to social media marketing support, training, coaching, is, is worldwide. So it's, it's that one of those odd mixes of balancing the local and the international. Right. Same with me. <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot of video type stuff, and it's it's almost all local, uh, or Hawaii, and uh, uh, well, Hawaii, I mean, Hawaii Hawaii can't be bad, Scott. No, it's it's great. <laughs> I keep calling them up every winter, like, uh, come on, we need to do more videos in Hawaii. <laughs> uh, and then everybody else doesn't matter where you are. It's it's pretty cool, and it's a great lifestyle. So if somebody wanted to get a hold of you at SME Heroes, what's their what's the domain name? SME Heroes. Just search anywhere in the world for SME Heroes. That's SME Heroes. You'll find us. Perfect. Great. We'll be, we'll be number one. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, Mark, and uh, I hope I can have you on again, and we can talk about some more of this social media stuff that's going on and some updates, and, and it'd be fun to uh, to keep connecting. Thank you, Scott. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Appreciate having you on the show. We'll see you next time. This is Scott Patton, the Dean of Blogonomics and Podology. And, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Bye-bye.